This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Behold podcast. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, man, so grateful that you've chosen to spend some time with us. Uh, Pray you're having just a beautiful week, walking in the Spirit, beholding the glory of God in the face of Christ, and abiding in the love of our Father. Uh, Man, it's been been a great week over here. It's been nice and hot here in the Tri-Valley. I'm Dan, by the way, and uh, our buddy uh, and fellow beholder Sean is not with us today because he is down south visiting his sister who just had a baby. And so he's hanging out with his new niece. Her name is Scarlett, I believe. And um, I don't know, we might we might try to call him later and just kind of check in on him and see how he's doing. But I'm so excited to <clears throat> introduce to you uh, an, a very special guest, a friend of mine who uh, is coming to us the first time on Behold. He's never been here and he's live in studio. I'm super excited. He's a good friend of mine, even though he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, he, he is a, an incredible golfer, although I, I, I never known by experience cause I've never been invited to golf with him. Uh, he's <laughs> coming. Okay. Okay. He and his wife, Sheila, uh, are super involved over at the Altamont campus. He serves on the teaching team. He, um, is a father of three, uh, grown daughters that are all throughout the country doing awesome things. Amen. And um, he's actually a fellow Antioch School of Ministry compadre. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the incomparable Pat Smith. I just want to say hi to everybody and thank you for that introduction that uh, did not come cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hopefully the check is in the mail. Um, Hey, before we get into the serious stuff, um, how do you feel? How do you feel about the boys, man? How how do you feel like the Cowboys played first game? Dak Prescott back. Like, how, how do you feel like they looked? Uh, there's no such thing as a moral victory, but it, uh, it was encouraging to see Cowboys are out of their best season now into the tough season. Their best season is the off season (laughs) when they make trades and sign people and all things look good. I know. And, uh, now we're into slugging it out every, every week. But uh, it's enjoyable nonetheless, however it turns out. Yeah, it, it's, it's always fun. It's a little, little torturous, you know, speaking of that. The pack, my Packers uh, really uh, crapped the bed a little bit, you know, on Sunday. But it's a long season, you know. I feel like both of our teams need to get back to running the football. I think that's a key. No, but I, one of my favorite uh, times watching the Cowboys was uh, having you over and watching the game, and it had to be one of the – Best games I've ever watched while the Cowboys lost. Yes, yes. That was, so that was the 2016 divisional playoffs in, uh, at AT&T Stadium. Um, they still call it AT&T? What do they call it now? They, Where, they Jerry did. World. Okay. Uh, God Stadium, I believe, <laughs> is what the, the name goes by. Goodness gracious. But, uh, but we were there, and who caught the pass at the, on the sidelines? Jared Cook, yeah. the toe tapper. Yep. Oh my gosh, it was such a good game back and yeah, forth. Yeah. Um, and we yelled and and we screamed and it was great, even though you were cheering for the uh, wrong, but other team, uh, it was uh, it was great. It was well, fun. well, this is a great example of just, uh, you know, our, our brotherhood in Christ that, you know, we yeah. can have such different rooting interests, but uh, still be, still be united in love. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 
Well, really excited, Pat, to just um, have you here with with me, just to um, just to to talk about um, our our tested series, and uh, hopefully, you guys have all been tracking with us. We went through the 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 letter from Paul to Timothy, Second um, Timothy, and um, it's just been such a cool journey. And now that we just wrapped it up um, at both campuses. We thought that today we'd just kind of look back, do a little um, reflection just on the series, you know, and, and it, anytime we end something like this, it, it's kind of like finishing a great novel. You know, yep. it's, it's like you're, you're, you're excited to see how it ends. You know, you're thinking about all the, all the, the journey of going through it, but you're also kind of, you know, a little bit, a little bit sad, you know, that, that, it, that it's over. But we've got a great series coming up going through First Corinthians. We're calling Love and Liberty, and yep. that's going to start next week. Um, and so... Just as we're looking back, um, we're gonna we're gonna reflect on Jason's um, review that he did, and he really helped Good us. One. Yeah, he really helped us on Sunday at the crossing just to just to apply, you know, some of the things that we've been learning in this letter. And um, and I understand, even though you were at the Altamont, you 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 faithfully go back and watch those I sermons. Do. That's I impressive. Do. That's why do you do that, by the way? Uh, just one. There's always a little bit something different. And I like to go through and uh, just see some of the main topics outside of the teaching, just on my own, and then see how that compares and what the different teachers have have focused on and little nuggets that they uh, bring out that I might not have uh, seen myself. So uh, I like to see that. And Jason was a a great example of that, uh, the way that he approached it. Um, I believe the quote was, uh, it's his jam. Yes, yes. Doing this type of uh, review and, yes. and application stuff application. definitely fits his gifting, and yes. I thought he did a phenomenal job. Kind of what he focused in on was um, just what what Paul said to Timothy uh, in chapter four. Just this this phrase that man, we can it can just echo on, and I think in our brains. And he says, "I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith." And so he wanted us to think of three words: fight, finish, faith, and. Man, I just thought I thought it was so such a rich time, and um, just as you were as you were listening, um, Pat, you know what? Let's just kind of start with that word fight. Mm-hmm. You know what? What were some things that really jumped out to you from Jason's teaching that um, I don't know that that helped you figure out like where to put your focus in life, right? Because I think we all feel in this current moment <laughs> that there's just so many things just vying yeah. for our attention. And the, 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 just the sheer volume of information and topics and issues politically, morally, um, even personally, you know, things that we deal with uh, in our families or, or in the culture. <clears throat> how, how did what we talked about on Sunday help you figure out like where to put your focus, um, you know, in this fight? Yeah, there's, there's so many things that uh, we get bombarded with that are interesting, but in the end, possibly insignificant. And, uh, you know, Paul talks to Timothy about not getting caught up in irreverent myths or, or babble. And, and this is uh, a little bit as he gets towards the, the end of reinforcing that and the fights. I think Jason brought uh, across a very good point of how many fights can you be in? What what are the things that you are looking at that are taking away from your time? And then, you know, that comment of hitting us right between the eyes of how many can we or should we focus on? And and so, you know, that 
as we talked about, the Sunday school answer, uh, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. You know, it's the yeah. right answer to all the, the questions that you get asked. But absolutely, that's it. That's got to be the overriding theme of what we're doing. And if we're going to pour into that, if we're going to take our time to to memorize Scripture, study Scripture, listen to Scripture, then we're not going to have uh, time for all these other things as the way it should be. Uh, and not that, again, not that those things, some of them aren't important, but we've got to, to prioritize. And putting Jesus first helps put all those things into, into order. So for me, you say, okay, so how did that help me? And I'm probably not alone, but I can really get sucked into cultural issues such as uh, political, because mm-hmm. I, I love analyzing and looking at things and rhetoric, and, and so it can really take me away uh, from where my focus should be. And the odd thing is, looking at the Word of God helps me put that into perspective. So if I take that away, then I'm off on my own, and uh, that usually I'm not in good company when I'm alone. <laughs> I think we can all attest to that for sure. Yeah. And, and I just, I love that we have to be realistic too. There's only so many things that we can carry, right? There's yeah. only so, there's only so much room on our plate, if you will. And so you know, Jason put up all these issues and all these topics and, and things that are happening in, in the culture. And, you know, we, we can't be involved on all of those battlefronts. Right. And so, but I do assume that if it's an important battlefront, God will lead somebody from his church to go fight on that front. And so the thing that I think is so important too, once we have Jesus and his, his person, his priorities, his precepts, his promises, his power, once, once Jesus um, is, is in the center of, of our lives, then we can prayerfully ask the Holy Spirit to, to show us what other things, you know, can I, can I engage in, you know, from an overflow of that? And, and I really love, like, you know, Jason asked the question, okay, so, so Paul's saying, I fought the good fight. Well, what is the good fight? And he said, it's, it's, it's less of a what and more of a who. And so, so as we, as we put, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God at the center of our lives, and that's, that's the first thing that we, that we focus on. That's the main thing we, we focus on, or I guess person, not thing again. Um, you know, then, then we can discern what other arenas we can, we can engage in. And it may shift even from month to month. Right. Right. And, and as God, as God matures us from year to year, we may find different, different battlegrounds or, or maybe even circumstantially like your kid, you, you start having kids or, uh, I know you were saying you're, you you recently you know entered into the retirement phase of life, Indeed. right? So there's these different kind of areas of life that we get into where I think we should really constantly just make it a prayerful you know endeavor to just say, okay, Lord, there's so much going on in the world. Like, where do you want me to focus? I'm focusing on you. My eyes are fixed on you and your gospel. But what 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 can I uh, fit? you know, as an overflow of that. Yeah, as, as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking about the different fight, fights that we can have. But if you want to have a good fight and the right fight, bring up the gospel to people. Mm. Talk about the name of Jesus. Yeah. And that's probably all the fight that you need. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> and how many can... of us shy away from that for that reason? 
We don't want to be uh, controversial or put, so we avoid that. But then think of the other things that we might fight with or fight for, and what's really uh, the thing that we should be fighting for. So uh, that's everybody's assignment. Go and pick a fight with people about the gospel. Yeah, no, it's so good. That reminds me. So yesterday, I was I was in the car. Um, I was driving Parker home from football practice, and we were just talking. I was listening to this um, this podcast just uh, about nine um, eleven and just the you know all the the ways that that changed our world. And I know a lot of us have been thinking about yeah. that this week. And it just struck me that he had no clue about that whole thing. Like we had never talked about it. I guess they didn't learn about it in school or maybe he just wasn't paying attention. (laughs) But, um, but anyway, I was just, you know, I was trying to explain the whole thing to him and, you know, just even the word terrorist, like he didn't even have a frame of reference for that. And so I was like kind of fumbling over my words. I'm like, how do I explain this to him? He's nine years old. And I just was like, I was like, look, dude, the bottom line is people need Jesus, (laughs) you know, like, and, um, there's, there's, if we're not, if we're not, um, you know, spending time with him, if we're not centering our lives on him, um, then it's going to lead us to all kinds of calamity and, and all kinds of destruction and death. And that's what we see in the world. And so that's just kind of where I ended up taking it with him. And, and so I just love that. Like, okay, if you find yourself in a political debate, if you find yourself in a, in a moral debate, if you find yourself dealing with someone who is on, um, you know, the quote unquote wrong side of an issue, like just, Hey, well, what do you think Jesus thinks about that? You know, like, have you ever looked at Jesus's teachings on marriage or have you ever looked at Jesus's teachings on, um, you know, life, the sanctity of human life, whatever. Um, we can talk about the grid that we're using to evaluate and not even necessarily come across with the end point that we have, mm-hmm. but here's here are the biblical principles on how I evaluate that. And, and we may be surprised as to the point of view that we have. We might not have, it might not be as important to us once we lay that down yeah. as, what we, as what we think. But people always say, well, how do I evangelize? And that can be the easiest way is providing people with the reason that we think the way that we do yes. from a biblical perspective. And, and, at sometimes leave it there yeah. and then pick up the next time or just establish that relationship so people know how we're coming to the point that, that we are. That's, a um, fa- oh, that's fantastic. You know, the streets of Oakland will teach you that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, and how many times do we get, you know, Jason talked about getting distracted and derailed. Right. And, and he reminded us, hey, we have an enemy who actually wants to devour us. Yeah. And so we, if when we, when we get distracted and derailed, that's when we're susceptible to being devoured. And I almost think, you know, when 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 you look at uh, the language that's used about the enemy prowling around, that devouring, what does it look like? It's an overwhelming. Yeah. You know, we get we just get buried. And I think w- what a lot of times where that comes from is someone says, hey, what do you think about da 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 you know, and, and we're like, well, let me tell you what I think, you know, as opposed to saying, well, well, do you want to know what I think? Because the reason I think the way I think is because of what Jesus thinks. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and it's just such a cool way to like, to bring it back to the basics and like the solid rock that we stand on. So, um, and if you were with us on Sunday, Jason did an awesome job just, um, as he went through these three words, um, what are they? <laughs> I forget. Fight, faith, and finish. Ah. 
Fight, finish faith. Yeah, yeah. Um, so each each word he gave us like a minute to just like reflect on right. some questions. Um, and so um, just do that. You know, like like Pat just shared, you know, he gets really sucked into like the political debates. You know, for me, um, I, I, I work, I spend a lot of my time in the church and around church people and, and Christians. And so, you know, we end up kind of like talking a lot about issues that we see, you know, in the church. And again, not that those things aren't important. Um, like, so for instance, me, you know, um, I've just been spending a lot of time thinking about just the, um, this is a, this is a rabbit trail, but just like (laughs) the physical expressions that we see in the Bible that are associated with praise and worship, you know, and, and just like, I've been thinking a lot about like evaluating VBC, like how are we at walking in those things? You know, like when we gather together um, in small groups or on Sunday mornings, you know, at the crossing, the Altamont, do we see hands raised? Do we see people kneeling, bowing? Do we see people dancing? Do we, you know, so I've been thinking a lot about this and having a lot of conversations with people about this. And I, and as Jason was talking on Sunday, I was like, dude, I think I'm, I'm putting that. It's an important thing, but, but, Mm -hmm. but, there can only be one Highlander, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So like, so, so it, it I, I was convicted by the Holy spirit. Like, Hey, this is important. Keep, keep fighting that battle, but it's not the most important thing. Like keep the main thing, the main thing, you know? Right. Yep. So just as you're listening, you know, just spend some time. Like, are there, are there topics, issues, people, uh, you know, stuff happening in the culture that, that have become more important, you know, in your life. And, are they pulling you away from the good fight and the preeminence of Jesus? So, Well, the convicting thing for you should be, I've seen how you've cheered for the Packers. Should you cheer any less <laughs> for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So that's really, really a good point. Okay, so let's move on to the word finish. So, you know, Paul says, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Um, and Jason did, did an awesome job just talking about how um, just how personal this 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 idea of, of a race is, you know, it's a it can be translated the course that you have marked out for you. Um, he talked about, you know, just that how purposeful it must be that we must keep it a priority. He talked about um how we 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 have to do this race and this course with precision and perseverance. And it's been marked out for us. It's predestined, right? So um, you know, and I, I even like, you know, asking you, Pat, because you're kind of you're in a different phase of life now, as I mentioned earlier, like you're, you're in your retirement phase, right. um, which I, I, many of our listeners are probably looking forward to yep. planning for and all that stuff. Maybe some of our beholders are in that same phase as well. So what have you, what have you learned about this season of your life and how did what Jason talked about on Sunday kind of hit you, you know, based on how you're viewing life now in this new era? Well, 1 Corinthians 9, 26 is something that he uh, brought up that, uh, that I've had in my mind. Uh, and the great thing is we'll, we'll touch on that in the next 1 Corinthians series. But he says, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. Mm. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. And it is so easy for me to take on different things, many different things at, at once. Uh, but one thing I knew when I hit retirement, which I, I had an idea of before, but I don't know why it really hit me was, man, there's a sense of urgency. Mm. And, and and there's some urgency in a couple different areas, but 
but spreading the gospel, uh, you know, we've been doing the Oakland ministry for, at that point, five or six years. And that and that's, gave that's me, city team, right? City team. Yeah. yeah. Well, city yeah. team, plus we're going out to the uh, tent cities yes. and, and talking to people and having relationships with people out there, praying with them, talking to them uh, about Jesus. And, and that, the tent city portion didn't come about until I was retired. Yeah. And we started looking in, we, sit, we partnered with a, a church up there and with city team and went out and it was, it was phenomenal. But that came from that mindset of, man, I, I got to get going now. There's, I've, <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> uh, there's, there's an end date here. Yes. You know, there's an expiration date on this carton of milk. That's and, right. and so I'm going to try and, and fill that up with as much as I can beforehand. And, and Sheila and I looked at a couple of different areas to, to go in. It always seemed to come back to uh, a homeless ministry, at least for the last uh, five years prior to COVID. And that's changed our focus a little bit. Uh, but it, it was really uh, causing us to to focus on on going deeper and going faster and uh, and bring along as many people as as possible uh, with us. So that's that's been a, a a positive thing. And in talking and getting some counsel from a few of the elders, one of the things that uh, the piece of advice or counsel that I got was that's how I started with the Antioch School. Whatever I was going to go and do. Get that foundation, a solid foundation, especially as to how the church uh, runs, what it, it looks like, uh, why church planting is so big, what acts, what part acts had uh, or has in that in the church life. So that was that was one of the reasons that I I pushed through with Antioch and and even why I started taking two courses at, at the same, I joined your class for yeah. the last couple just because I, I wanted to, I had time and I really wanted to to get to the end. <laughs> Wanted nice. to see how this how does this thing end? Oh my goodness. And, uh, yeah, we were all we good. were all wondering that for a while. <laughs> um yeah, well and I just I love that perspective because it makes me think of two things that we looked at on Sunday. <clears throat> the first is that we we're not like you said we're not aimless in the, in in this race like right. and and Paul says like hey live in such a way um, to, 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 that you'll get the prize, like run in such a way that you'll get the prize. And, and he, and he says, man, this is very like, um, vibrant kind of like language, like, Hey, sh- this is strict training, <laughs> right? You know, you, like, I think we can all visualize what that, what that's like. Maybe, maybe even if we've never done any strict physical training, mm-hmm. um, you know, to prepare for a race, we can all kind of understand, okay, maybe, maybe you, um, you're 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 a pregnant lady and and you're preparing for this baby to arrive. It's very ordered, it's very strict. You know there's some things you have to do. You have to take care of your body in such a way. You have to prepare your home in such a way. You have to, you know, get the skills to become a parent. Or um maybe maybe you remember uh when you were going through college, you know, or trade school and you were learning how to be and do whatever it is you were gonna do for your career, right? So I think we all have a frame framework for what it looks like to be strict in training for something, but many of us don't approach our race that way. We just kind of like, we just kind of close our eyes and just run, you know, and like hope it turns out. Um, And so, so just, man, like just, I think it's a great opportunity for us to just evaluate, like, how am I following Jesus? You you know, am I just kind of showing up to church whenever I can? Am I, am I just kind of like getting sucked into the, to the rat race or just the, monotony of like 
kids sports and, you know, planning for this and going there and vacations and everything, you know, or, or am I like being really purposeful, um, whatever stage of life you're in, because you may not be in Pat's uh, stage of life where you can really ramp things up. Maybe right now it's like, dude, my primary ministry is to my kids or my primary ministry is to my roommates, you know, or to reach the people, um, you know, on my sports team or whatever. So, and even with that, there's an expiration date that comes with, you know, as we change seasons of our kids. Mm. So are we really taking that time to invest it? Cause that's going to start to wane right. in the, in the future years. And, you know, uh, you can, and I can even look at that time and say, man, I put my focus in some other areas, uh, a lot of times then really, really diving in with the kids. And I did spend a lot of time, but there's always more. Yeah, right? yeah, we're always yeah, yeah. evaluating. Totally, and I think that's one of the things that Jason talked about, and he he talks about it. I know it at Quest. He's very intentional. Of hey, at the end of the month, take a look, take a, an inventory. Hey, yes. take a look at what influences you have coming in. And he's very good with the the self evaluation. And you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, how has the last year gone? And and, and where am I going this year? Yeah, right. he does a phenomenal right. job of that. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, and and I think so many times. And I feel this already. It's like um, we were very invested in our kids' academic success. We're very invested in how well they do in sports or mm. how physically um, you know, fit or healthy they are. And it's a lot harder to focus on the internal spiritual side of their development. And <clears throat> you know, just like we talked about with, with debates and issues and things like that, make Christ central. So, right. so as you're, as you're doing sports, you know, just man, talk about like, Hey, it's, it's God's grace and favor that we're able, we have bodies that we're able to do this kind of stuff that we can run around and, and, and Hey, it, it's an opportunity for you to share the love of God with your teammates. Like maybe some of these people on your team don't know what Jesus is like. You have the opportunity to show them what Jesus is like, yeah. you know? So whatever, whatever thing you're, you're, you're doing, like, <laughs> the the key to finishing it is is involving Christ and making him central. Oh man, who's calling you? Is it Sheila? What does yeah, she want? But the baby's already born, so okay, okay. We can uh what can hey that. which what number grandchild is that for you by the way? Uh that's number four. Number four. Ooh, that's yeah. a nice solid round number. Hey, put that I you've can't. obviously never done a podcast before. Put that thing on silent. Goodness gracious. That was that was one of the rules that uh you did not uh cover with me. You know? <laughs> That's we, my bad. That's my failing. You, you told me uh don't put your finger into the buffet trays that you have out there before we start, which I appreciate. You know, yeah, the yeah. whole green room experience with oh, the yeah. buffet and Well the, we got we got was, your contract from your people. You know, yeah. we wanted to make sure that you were all set up. Yeah. So. Um, another thing that you talked about just kind of, that's cool. I think about this retirement stage of life and, and, you know, just to be blunt is like, okay, you're closer to death now than you were you know, before, <laughs> yeah. right? I wasn't going to bring that yeah, up exactly the dark that. side of the, the podcast. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, it's this great. Behold is taking a different turn. I apologize. No, no, it's fantastic because that's, that's what we looked at, you know, in, in Hebrews 12 is like, you know, as we're looking to, we're fixing our eyes on Jesus. He's the the, the perfecter, the, the you know the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Yeah. Um, he was able to finish his race because of the the joy that was set before him. And so we got to have this this looking ahead to the you know what we're going to 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 step into. And um, 
that's what gives us the the ability to to persevere and, absolutely and to not just kind of wind down and just coast across the finish line yeah there's nothing sadder than talking to my contemporaries and people that are getting ready mm. to try and asking them what they're going to do and they don't know yeah and and I can't even imagine and I think and fortunately I can't think of any uh, folks that are believers that I've asked that to that had that um, but quite a few people I don't know what I'm going to do without work and man right. that's that's sad. I could have stopped working 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, and, and that's you find a lot of people who just um I mean they they either work until they're dead or or they retire and and they die because they they their, their life has no meaning, you yep. know? Happens quite a bit. Yeah. And so, you know, the other thing that I think was really really helpful that that Jason kind of grounded us with right. as we were looking at this is hey, don't don't walk away hearing this stuff and being like, all right, well, I just got to go harder for Jesus. You know, I got to, I got to like pull up, you know, pull myself up on my bootstraps and like just grind for, for Jesus in the gospel. Um, obviously there's, there's work and effort involved. Right. But, but this is all done in Christ. It, it, Jesus will get you to the finish line. If you, if you stay, if you abide in him, if you keep your eyes fixed on him um, we don't have to kind of like, you know, cross our fingers and hope it works out. Paul's not saying, you know, I finished the race. Wow. Can't believe it. <laughs> this is, I, I never thought I was going to make it. He, he ran this race with confidence that Jesus would, would see him through to the end. Remember, he's the, he's the pioneer of our faith, but he's also the perfecter of our faith. Yeah. And so just cling to that, you know, and just, just know that if we stay with him um, and, 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 focused on him. We may not know what the future holds in this life, but we know how it's going to end. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Cool. Um, I thought it was really good how Jason, you know, asked us to, to think about who, who in our lives we can look to as an example of running their race. Well, you know, he's like, who seems to be on track towards finishing well and what can we learn from them? Like, how can we yeah. implement stuff that they're... So anybody come to mind for you, Pat? You know, uh, at different points of my life, I have talked to men who are about 10 years older than, than I am. And I asked them, hey, in my next 10 years, what am I looking at? What, what can I focus on? Uh, whether it's uh, body-wise, you know, as I've gotten older, hey, what's going to break down? <laughs> what? <laughs> what can I expect? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The answer is build your core. Yeah, there you uh, go. Nice. Uh, spiritually, you know, what what can I be working on uh, over the next 10 years because my, my family may change? Where's my focus going? What have you found? Uh, to, so I've, I've asked um, quite a few guys that, but uh, Gary Darnell comes to mind mostly because I had that conversation with him before I retired and said, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to go off in the wrong direction and spend 10, 15 years and say, Ooh, that wasn't right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or I'm not equipped for this the, the best way that I can be. So uh, I think that was the, the best counsel that I had. And he was one of the people I have to say that um, there, there's more than a, a couple elders that I've talked to and get that uh, feedback from yeah. yeah dude that that's so awesome and you know there's a lot of guys i could say to you know various elders uh you know dean gossett was somebody that jason mentioned and and i definitely concur with that you know just 
Dean, he has never lost his fervor for evangelizing yes. the lost. I mean, he just, and he's so creative in how he does it. And then also just, man, he has such a sweet love and devotion for God. He's always singing to the Lord. He's always um, just, he just, he lives in such a worshipful state. And so I, I look to him a lot too, but also just want to say my dad, you know, he, uh, he's retired now and I think he's pushing like 70 or something. I should know his age. That's, but, that's not that old. Okay. Well, what are you? I'm 60. 60. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he, man, he just, he loves my, my mom so faithfully. Yeah. He is so committed to the local church that they're involved with. He, he serves in men's ministry. He leads worship. Um, so, you know, he has retired, but he hasn't slowed down at all, you know, for the Lord. And, um, I see him very involved with his grandchildren and, and, um, yeah, just as, as a dad, like, it's so cool to see our, you know, my kids' grandparents, like investing in, in them and, and he's doing a fantastic job. So, Shout out to my dad for um, for for looking ahead and you know there's there's one thing we've just spoken about some folks that are a little bit ahead of us in the race yeah but how much encouragement do you draw from seeing some of the younger folks oh who are catching fire uh, I I look at some of the the folks that I know that have come through City Town look at David Sunman oh yeah and you just see the growth and the fire and that's something you can take a way of, you know what, God is is still so active, and mm-hmm. I can see him so demonstrably in, in different people's lives. Uh, again, in the quest ministry, you see some people that are just really uh, running ahead and mm-hmm. really running towards the the Lord, and I get a lot of encouragement uh, from those from those folks. That's such a great point, and, and I, I would definitely agree with that, and, and you see that's you see that the wisdom in God's design of the church, that it's intergenerational, yes. that, that it's not just this homogenous group of, of people that are all kind of walking through the same thing. And so super encouraged by that. And, um, yeah, that's a great, a great thing for, for you to, to think about you listening at home, just like, yeah, am I, am I involved with people, you know, older than me? Am I involved with people younger than me? Am I involved with people in my peer group? And there's just different things that we can glean from all of those different stages of life. Was was Paul not encouraged by the churches that he planted yeah. and people that he knew? Would he not have been and not been encouraged by Timothy when he saw Timothy's growth? Not that he didn't want to encourage him. He yeah. saw places where, hey, you need to. But, you know, how much satisfaction by looking not what we've done, but what God has picked them up and the Spirit just filled them, and now they are building the kingdom. Well, they're they're building themselves, of course, but they just, you know, so much we can take away from from people. The the amount of growth you see, like I'm growing minimally now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and shrinking at times. Oh, uh, but you see the growth, exponential growth in some of these young folks as they uh, catch fire. That's so great. That's so great. And I think it leads us really well to that third word, faith. Sure. Because this this experience of of keeping the faith, um, of, you know, we talked about guarding it, guarding this gospel treasure, um, you know, keeping your eye, a careful eye <clears throat> on um, what we cling to in Christ. It, it's not something we do in a vacuum. Right. It's not something that, that it's just your 
experience or just my experience, obviously there's a personal element to it. Um, you know, we can't make other people keep the faith, but God, it's, it's God's design that we bolster each other in that, in that guarding process. And, and that, that calling that he's given on us, given to us to, to guard this gospel treasure, um, to keep the faith, to keep trusting in Jesus, believing in his, in his word, um, you know, having confidence that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Like this is something that is, has been given to the church as, you know, collectively as we follow him. So, um, you know, and, and on that, like, how do you keep that? How, how, how do we keep that in view that there's this like general 10,000 foot, like great commission kind of, Hey, we're meant to go into the world, be, be his yeah. disciples, be salt and light, be his ambassadors. How do we keep that in view? But then also think about, well, what is my specific calling? You know, yeah. what are my um, spiritual gifts? You know, what, what am I passionate about? What's, what are, what are my natural abilities and what are my, um, passions and experiences and things like that. Like, so how do we hold that the big picture yeah. in mind, but then also focus on, you know, what, what's my specific. Yeah, I look at that. What you're talking about is an outgrowth, right? Of the great commission. And then you go to the great commandment where we're to love God and love others. Mm. And, and so how are we called to love other people? And we're called to to use our gifts to to build up the the church to to minister to to people with what God has given us. Uh, I know in our small group, uh, you know, we just don't learn more about the Lord, not just to love God more. But uh, Sheila brought something up uh, when we were having questions. As okay, so where do we go with this? And she asked each of the folks to think about a people group that they were involved with and, and talk about a, a shout out and people that uh, I look up to. We have uh, a couple, uh, Dale Bowman and Laura uh, Bowman in our group. Uh, folks might remember Craig and Melissa Klopatic who were here and had moved away and uh, they're Melissa's parents. And he took that as far as, okay, so where can I share my gifts? And he took a, a group of veterans through a book, and these are some believers and unbelievers. And he stepped out and started to go. He didn't know if there'd be two people or people leaving or people yeah. arguing. And he just shared with us, and he's given us updates along the way. He just shared with us that it's 124 weeks that he's gone through with his group and some of the stories uh, and the things that they've prayed for each other with as people have gone through life has been, talk about it, encouraging. That's, that's really been, uh, been something that, uh, to see that. Dude, that's, that's so inspiring for sure. And what a great challenge for us just to think about, you know, to, to think about like, what is, what is the area, you know, that, that God is calling me to, um, both in, you know, in the church and, and outside of the church. And a lot of times those things go hand in glove. Sometimes we think that they're separate types mm-hmm. of ministries, but like you said, it's a, <clears throat> you know, they flow out of each other. And, you know, God has given you, uh, he, he's uniquely wired each of us, yes. you know, to, 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 to reach a certain type of person. And so it's okay to look for outside of the church people to to reach with the gospel that are like you that are into the same stuff as you that you know are 
that run in the same circles as you. And so um, I love that idea of just saying, hey, let's, let's do a book club, you know, yeah. like, um, or let's, let's, uh, you know, with all the parents on my kids' sports team, like, hey, you know, what do you guys think about doing, doing dinner at my house? And maybe, maybe say, hey, we're going to watch The Chosen, you know, once a yeah. month or something like that. Or um, You can't get enough of The Chosen. No. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Or maybe, you know, maybe there's there's a group of moms that you're involved with because they all, you know, all of you guys go to, your kids go to the same school. And it's like, hey, we're at the park, you know, every week anyway. Like, would you guys ever want to, you know, do a Bible study or, or whatever, you know? Um, and the, these are all things that sound scary. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're always going to get mixed reviews. Some yep. people are going to say, oh, don't bring that crap up with me. Or they're just going to say no thanks or... I can't believe you believe you believe that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you know, <laughs> what do we what do we have to fear? You know, like and we're not going to get crucified upside not, down. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's for sure. At least not, not at least happen. not yet. No, we still live um, in a in a in a country where yeah, the pressure's getting turned up for sure. But but we're not risking life and limb, you know, to talk about Jesus. And um, you know, Jason did a really good job of just talking about that calling and as we keep our eye on Jesus, like it, these are great questions to ask us, like ask ourselves, like, do we believe Jesus at his word? Like even, even the great mm -hmm. commission, like how does Jesus end? He says, and surely I will be with you even to the end of the age, yep. you know? And so, so it's like, as we go into those, those people groups, um, it's scary for sure. But, but do, do we actually believe Jesus's word that he says, hey, I'm going to be with you? Yeah. Do we believe his promises that where he says, hey, I'm gathering people to, you know, I'm gathering people to my flock, you know, like I'm, I'm being patient because I want more people to come right. into the kingdom. Yep. You know, do, do we believe that? So, so just on that, that keeping the faith, that, that guarding what's been entrusted to us, um, which part of that, Pat, is easy for you? Which part of that is is more of a stretch for you? Uh, well, uh, first, along what you were you were talking about, as far as uh, we have the spirit that's that's with us until the end of the the age, and one of the things that I get uh, encouraged by is in Acts, Peter is there at Pentecost, mm. and then he's going to. Uh, to preach shortly after that, and what does he do? He prays for boldness, and I always thought you you just saw Christ <laughs> ascend into heaven, and and you couldn't ride that wave <laughs> into the pulpit, but yeah. you have to pray for boldness. And so, how much more? It's kind of the uh, different side of the same coin. Is it's one of the things that that uh, I struggle with from the side of. I can do this on my own. Mm. And there's so many things I rush into, you know. Um, now now we turn to the biblical figure of Saul. Yes. <laughs> right? I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to go and, yeah. and make that decision on my, on my own. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to have the, the patience. But then the other side is the promises that he gives us and being able to to take different parts of scripture and turn those into promises. Hey, he wrote this, whichever writer you're for the part of the Bible, he wrote this for me, not just for the time, but mm. for me. And and these promises 
I can still uh, claim and, and hold on to. And I think of one of the, the books that uh, many people do here is uh, The Assurances. Yeah, Lessons on Assurance. And, and we talk about things like lessons, uh, assurance of guidance, assurance of salvation, mm-hmm. assurance of answered prayer. Uh, there's Victory over sin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. First Corinthians yeah. Uh, 10, 13, 10, 13 yeah. which we will be going to. And, and I hope by uh, that week that everybody, all the beholders would memorize First uh, Corinthians 10, 13 and, and hold on to that. Those are things that I don't have to wonder is is Jesus going to show up? Are these things going to happen, man? There, it it may not look like, uh, you know, how I would paint it. I think of of uh, my daughter who just had uh, her her son Hudson. Man, that pregnancy did not go the way that I would write it. Yeah, <laughs> but complicated, no, high risk, my, all that stuff. My yeah. goodness! But you ask her now, you know, and she's like, man, God. God really had a, a plan, and how cool. wonderful uh, it is to to go through that. So, uh, those things I I hold on to fast are, are, are the promises. Well, and that and that's a great point too. Like just you know, before you talk about your struggle, like I mean, that's the difference between belief. I thought I did talk about my uh, struggle. <laughs> no, we want you to go deeper. I want you to get more yeah, okay. vulnerable. No, I'm just kidding. I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the difference between belief and faith. Right, right. I mean, James says e- even the even the demons believe, <laughs> you know, and they and they actually shudder, right? But but like it's it's that old analogy. Like I can look at a chair and be like, oh yeah, I, I believe in the structural integrity of that chair. I feel like that chair would support my weight. Yeah. Faith is then actually going and sitting on that chair, yeah. right? And 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 putting your yourself you know, in, into that promise, you know? And I think a lot of times we intellectually believe these things that Jesus promises, but we don't actually walk in them. We, we believe in Jesus. We don't believe on Jesus. Yep. And so that, that is something that was definitely challenging for me. Um, yeah. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that Jason talked about, like, that's wrapped up in that, in that phrase, keep the faith. It, it's highly relational. It, and th- there's a, there's a, an abiding love and loyalty and a delight and that we are to cherish in our union with Christ. Um, and so, man, that, that's the part that I think for me, I definitely want to improve on is just really cherishing my connection to, to, to God through Christ. And, and as the Holy spirit is, um, you know, giving me the ability to, to behold him and, and transform me. Like, I mean, that's where the power comes from. Like that's where the ability to keep the faith comes from. And so just, man, just wanting to go deeper and like grow in devotion and, um, and just like, we were just looking at in staff meeting on Monday, we were looking at Psalm 27 and David's like, there's one thing I ask, one thing I seek, and it's just I just want to be with you, Lord. I just well, want to, yeah. I want to, I want to be in the temple. Not because I think the, not because I think it's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. and it's a cool place to hang out, and I I find comfort in the rituals and all that stuff. He says no, because I just want to be with you because you. yes. you're there. That's where you are. And he says I just want to gaze at your beauty 
and I want to inquire about you. You know, I want to, I want to, it's a heart and a head thing, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of times for us in a Bible church, we're really good at the head stuff. Yeah. We love to learn. We love to analyze. We love to memorize. We love to interpret and, and all that stuff. But if it never drops down to the heart, then it's it's not very likely that it's going to make a difference in our life. And right. and I think sometimes we're like, okay, well, what's that balance look like? Like, you know, is it like 50% head, 50% heart? Like, and I think it's like whatever kind of experience we're talking about with, with the Lord, if it's prayer or if it's, you know, scripture memorization or Bible study with friends or going to church on Sunday, whatever, it, it is 100% head and 100% heart yes. all the time. Like we, and it, it kind of goes back to the physical expressions in worship. Like we, we're not a Gnostic faith. So if you, if you know about Gnosticism, it's like, it's, you know, this, this heresy, this, this heretical teaching that, that the physical body is, is inherently evil and that, that we're supposed to, as we pursue God, we're supposed to detach from anything physical. And that's just not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that God made us body, mind, spirit, that we're this, we're this holistic, um, you know, tied together entity that God's created us in his own image. And so as we love him, as we worship him, we do it with our, with all of our being, Yes, <laughs> you know? And so I think sometimes that's, that's the thing that we need to grow in as a church is, is nurturing that relational side, the emotional, loving, devotional connection to God. Yep. And- you know, and and I brought up the the great commandment uh, yeah. earlier, and yeah. one of the things that that I do in my prayer time is just go through the love that He has for me, what He did for me uh, at the cross, and then that initial experience that I had when I came to know Him, yeah. and that feeling, and I I revisit that and and plug it in, so and good. plug into that, and two things happen. One is. I can't help but help somebody else. I can't help but love somebody. If I have that, once I realize, have that gratitude of what Christ has done for me, how do you hold on to come that? On, how does come your, on. your cup not run over? It just spills and you over. have to, to tell somebody, you have to show somebody that, that love, and, and, and you just move in that. And, and I can tell when I, I haven't been sitting with the Lord because I start to run on my own mm. power, and, and I'm not real effective at that. The second thing that it does is it, it takes me backward and shows me what I call a sacred history of those points in my life where, where God w- demonstrated his love for me in such a way that it, it impacted me as I've gone through life. And that makes, that bridges that belief and, and faith because after, when you're as old as I am, uh, <laughs> and you've had so much uh, of that, of God just showing up, then how do I walk today and not look at those promises that, oh, you're here. Mm. Oh, and, and again, not that, that I don't once in a while, but I touch back and I build that sacred history and, and I, just, I just sit in that and say, man, no matter what I'm going through, and I've gone through some bad stuff, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, somebody can call me and we can have a cup of coffee and, and just talk. But what I, I won't tell you about the bad stuff. I will tell you about how God showed up in another person mm. or in my personal time with him. He has put people in my life to walk with me through that. So uh, 
Yeah, that, that's that's just a, a for me uh, a good way a, a, a habit of the heart, if I may yes. plug Antioch one more time uh, for that uh, for that course. But it talks all about you cannot separate your belief and your actions. Uh, if somebody's not loving other people, my first question is, okay, so where are you with the Lord? Not saying they're not a believer, but, sure, sure. but where are you yeah, yeah. Uh, with that? So. Well, and, and I think it's such a great point, and, and it really gets me excited about this next series that we're doing, L- Love and Liberty, and and I talk to people... Spoiler so, alert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and I talk to people sometimes who, man, like... <sighs> For whatever reason, maybe it's some trauma they've experienced in their life, um, or or maybe it's just a, a lack of um, understanding God's commitment to them. You know, as as outlined in His Word, there could be a, a myriad of reasons, but they don't relate to God on that loving kind of level. Like something's broken; that there's a disconnect. And if if that describes you in any way, like man, reach out to us because we mm-hmm. love to walk walk help you walk through that and, you know, help get, help you get to a point where it's like you can experience the love of God. Um, not just know about it, not just believe that God loves you. Um, but, but really experience his love. That is what it's all about. I mean, that is what we are being invited into and we're being offered. And so if it's, if your experience with God is anything short of that, um, we'd love to encourage you in some way. So, you, you know, know, our church is so great. That, that I'll say everybody, but I, I have the experience with the the men that I don't know whether we're coffee junkies or, or what it is, <laughs> but I've never gone to somebody and say, "Hey, can we sit down?" I, I know guys in the church that have been through what we're going through, or or whatever the case may be, and it, it's been so beneficial uh, that guys have been willing to share and walk along different parts of my life as I've been here. At, at Valley. So uh, there should never be any trepidation of approaching people. And, and if somebody uh, says, no, I don't want to, then l- <laughs> let Dan Gillette know yeah, exactly. that person's yeah, name. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go set them straight. Yeah. But that's fantastic. And I assume you mean not just staff and elders, but yeah, just, absolutely just everybody. Not. The everybody. beauty of the growth yeah. of the church is that we're knit together, right? And we build each other up. And so if we rely on just the formal leaders, that, that mm-hmm. staff of the church. We are so selling ourselves short because we have so many people in the church that are gifted in different ways. Yeah. And it's just so beneficial to have all those people that have matured yeah. in Christ over the, the years. That, uh, you know, our, our job should, uh, you know, deacons are to help the elders, right, with their, yeah. but that's not just deacons. It's it's all of us, and and by being more mature, that that takes a lot of that off of them. Fantastic. Well, well, Pat, this has just been such an edifying conversation and just fun, and uh, I trust all of you listening at home um, have enjoyed hearing from Pat. And um, I think you, hey, I hope that this is the first of many, my friend. It wasn't too pain, painful. No, it wasn't. I was surprised. <laughs> what is this? The seventy fifth episode, something like of, that. Yeah, of uh, behold, and I. I'm surprised at how long it took you to get to the bottom of the barrel oh to get get to me. No, no, no. no. But, this is but fantastic. I, I appreciate uh, everything, uh, you know, that all the whole setup here. It's pretty amazing what you did with the offices. Uh, if somebody, anybody gets a chance uh, to, to stop by, I put a couple of framed pictures of my new grandson on your desk. I hope you enjoy it. Just a little token oh, of yeah, my Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll hang them front and center. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
Well, thank you guys all for for joining us and spending this time. And uh, we just pray that that the Lord will use this to to encourage you. Um, and we hope that we'll see you at our uh, either at the Altamont or Crossing Campus on Sunday, as we um, we get going on this new series, Love and Liberty. Um, also, just a, a quick plug: we are really d- doing a push. Um, we want for the twelve weeks that we're going through this series for people to be meeting in, um, we're calling them L and L groups, uh, love and Liberty groups. And so, um, you can sign up, uh, in person at, uh, either of our campuses this Sunday, or there's a section online where you can just go to vbc.online and sign up. And, um, we, we really want as many people in our church as possible to get involved with these groups. And, um, so give it a try. Um, and after 12 weeks, uh, you can be done. There's an easy out if, if you don't like the group or who you're meeting with or whatever. All right. Well, that does it for us today. Thanks again for joining us. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, say goodbye, Pat. Great. Goodbye. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Goodbye to all the beholders out there. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.